Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 defending freedom am 1280 the patriot is wwtc minneapolis st paul fm 107.5 k298co minneapolis fueled by lucky station With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A major victory for President Trump and his administration as the U.S. Supreme Court rules that, in fact, he may use some Pentagon funding to get work done on his border wall. Earlier, a lower court had frozen those funds, saying it was unconstitutional to use the money in that way. The Supreme Court says the Trump administration can use Pentagon funds to reinforce sections of the border wall with Mexico. A lower court had put a freeze on the $2.5 billion from the military budget, and that was upheld by an appeals court. But now the Supreme Court action releases those funds, and it allows the Trump administration to start work on four projects already planned. That is Jackie Quinn reporting. Meanwhile, the president says his new deal with Guatemala to take asylum applications there instead of at the U.S. border will help protect migrants from being fooled by human smuggling operations. This is SRN. Dr. Sebastian Gorka makes a strong case for the wall. A woman and her 11-year-old daughter and 5-year-old son are dead. Why? Because the Democrats refuse to provide you with the security that we all must have by rights. Build the wall. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280. The Patriot. Keeping the Twin Cities right just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg. Coming up next, but first, here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. We're looking at another beautiful sunny day, a high of 85 tonight, mostly clear, a low of 66 Sunday, chance of rain and thunderstorms throughout the day. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am Mitch Berg, the Closer Edition host for low these last 15, almost 15 and a half years. Safe to say we're 15 and a third and counting. Uh, And in perhaps the most transient industry this side of popular music, yet we carry on. Somehow we manage to do this every week, uh, along with my colleagues Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 1 to 3 on the Closer Edition. I'm the headliner. Did I say Closer? Gets a little, uh, sometimes you just switch the brain to autopilot on some of these things. Anyway, where was it at? Oh, yeah. Uh, and of course, King Banyan heard every Saturday morning here, uh, from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, dominating Twin Cities radio in general, quite frankly, uh, for the better part of a generation and just getting stronger. At any rate, great to be back here today. It's always wonderful to be here. Hope you're enjoying a gorgeous midsummer day uh, before the dog days kick in. Oh, I mean, who are we kidding? We had some pretty doggy days this last week. Uh, these are the kind of days. Uh, these are the kind of days I enjoy. The days earlier in the week where we had tropical humidity and up in the nineties are the days that make me uh, happy with my decision to uh, avoid criticizing Minnesota's so-called winters, at least what you call winters here in the southern part of the state, to save my complaining for the tropical humidity, the New Orleans-like sludge that infests the atmosphere for three, four weeks every summer. 
uh, my decision remains completely validated. I feel happy with that. I sleep well at night. <laughs> well, morally speaking, uh, I had to buy an air conditioner to sleep well at night otherwise. Anyway, tangents notwithstanding, uh, we're going to have a little uh, roll, uh, romp through Berg's seventh law today. Now, for those of you who are new to the broadcast, Berg's seventh law is one of roughly 20 laws and a series of assorted corollaries that go along with those laws that are absolutely ironclad descriptions of human behavior. And when I say human behavior, I mean human behavior almost always vis-a-vis politics, because that's what most of my blog and this broadcast are about. Uh, the idea that uh, there are certain ways that, that people behave vis-a-vis politics that, are, that I've observed and almost always observed as the form of a, in the form of a, I don't know, a, a, a wry quip, an aside, a sarcastic rejoinder, a, a bit of tete uh, that has turned out going from joke to absolute ironclad inescapable truth. In fact, that itself has become uh, a, almost a, a law in and of itself. It, beha- progressive behavior Today's what's uh, the proposed Berg's twenty first law, uh, which would be the 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 latest law if I do if it does actually pass the review board in Oslo during its uh, upcoming annual meeting in September. We will uh, it'll be titled something to the effect of Berg's twenty first law. Uh, when it comes to progressive behavior, yesterday's joke is today's proposal is tomorrow's policy. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. Uh, Berg's seventh law is probably the one that's gotten the most traction, the most recognition, the most mention, even on on some national outlets. Uh, it's popped up on uh, some of the some of the major blogs out there, and and it reads to wit, and I quote: When a liberal issues, and it should really be a progressive, when a progressive issues a group defamation or assault on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth, they are at best projecting and at worst drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. And over the years on my blog, I have gathered hundreds of examples of Berg's Seventh Law, where progressives, I should get away from the term liberal, Dennis Prager is right, we conservatives are the classical liberals with a small l these days. Uh, we, we, who are movement conservatives, uh, who, who are base our worldview on modern American conservatism, uh, the, the conservatism of Buckley, Buckley, Reagan, Kemp, et cetera, uh, are the new liberals, the ones who believe in the principles that made America the freest country in the history of the world. And hopefully we can keep it that way. Again, I digress. Uh, these these are references that I've been gathering for a decade and a half now since I first codified Berg's Law, and I believe, Seventh Law, I believe, in 2005. It's almost 15 years I've been gathering these things, and it is inescapable. I, I couldn't help but think of that when I saw uh, one of my friends on social media posting this. It was a, uh, a post on Real Clear Politics regarding MSNBC contributor and uh, Democratic National Committee advisor Donnie Deutsch. Now, we've addressed Mr. Deutsch in the past on this show. He's he's distinguished in that he may perhaps be the one person in the Democratic bullpen, in the Democrat Party bullpen, who is as, as truly reprehensible as Lawrence O'Donnell. And that's that is a high bar indeed. But it's the only real high bar that Mr. Deutsch attains uh, in this this remark. I'm I'm going to read the remark uh, as as transcribed in Real Clear Politics, and there's of course video at the Real Clear Politics article, which by the way I'll be posting at Shot in the Dark on Monday. Uh, MSNBC contributor and Democratic National Committee advisor Donnie Deutsch on Friday said, "Quote: We're end quote not going to quote play fair." End quote, in an effort to put President Donald Trump in jail. Deutsch implored Democrats to use, quote, fear to campaign against Trump to paint a picture of a, quote, dystopian society, end quote. These are all Deutsch's words, 
by the way. Uh, so, ja, ich spreche Deutsch. Anyway, to paint picture of a dystopian society that will follow a Trump second term. Let that settle in for a moment because I'm about to switch into the home stretch of this of this quote. Ready? And I quote, the one tool we have to use that the Democrats never use is fear, end quote. Deutsch said on Morning Joe yesterday, quote, stop talking about Donald Trump today and yesterday and start to paint a picture of what the next four years would look like. Maybe even the next eight, 12 years, because he doesn't think he's going anywhere uh, of the possible path to a dystopian society. There is no more playing. We cannot bring a knife fight to a bazooka gunfight. We may not have won the battle of impeachment, but we're going to win the war of putting him in jail. Whatever we have to do, and we're not necessarily going to play fair, Deutsch warned. Well, there's a shock. But but that's not the line I want to focus on. Let's go back to the second paragraph, and I quote, the one tool we have to use that the Democrats never use is fear. I'm going to let that rattle around in your heads for just a moment here. The one tool we have to use that the Democrats never use is fear. They never use fear, other than climate change, or at least the parts that they claim will require bigger, richer government to fix, as they discuss as they jet around on private jets to conferences to talk about the imperative of cutting down the amount of fuel we we use. Uh, other than fear of gun violence, which, by the way, is dropping, not rising, although you ask any given Democrat what's happening, and the media, led by hamsters like Donnie Deutsch, uh, insists, I'll have convinced them that, that gun violence is up. It's down 50% in 25 years, more in places like Minnesota, with lots and lots of law-abiding citizens with guns. Anyway, uh, fear of white guys? I mean, we're in year 11 now of Democrats assuring us that there's a tidal wave of, quote, white nationalist violence around the corner any day now. Honest. And in fact, uh, Representative Ilhan Omar was all about that one this last week as she frantically tries to keep the honest parts of the media, the parts of the media that actually take the job seriously from inquiring too hard and too strenuously and too incisively into her personal background, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah, she's saying, well, you got it. We should start profiling the white guys. Right. Uh, or fear of racism, because you listen to what big left is telling blacks Latinos, even Asians, well, the Asians that they're not terrified of, of uh, that they're not keeping out of universities, uh, you, you'd swear you'd think that, that we were on, on the brink of reinstating slavery. I mean, no, they've said it in as many words. They said Mitt Romney was going to put black people in chains, literally. Uh, sexism, I mean, uh, the idea that... that Women are on the verge of being turned into into robots like the handmaid's tale come to life. There's people who believe this garbage. Uh, there are people who believe that there's waves and swaths of 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 regular Americans are dying to get out there and oppress women and shoot gay people and put black people in chains and 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 make Latinos second class citizens. No. No fear there. <laughs> Berg's seventh law, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when a liberal issues a group defamation or assault on conservatives, ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth, they're projecting. Or beyond that, drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. Uh, Donnie Deutsch and his statement tried, found guilty, sentenced, to contempt. Donnie Deutsch, 
give me a call, 651-289-4488, if you'd like to discuss this this ludicrous statement, but clear violation of Berg's seventh law. I mean, if you're not afraid to give me a call, the rest of you call me same number, 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot. Oh, yeah, you want dystopia? I'll show you dystopia. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why? Or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. Is your water softener slacking off? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing now for a water softener efficiency checkup. For just $33, Benjamin Franklin will give you peace of mind to make sure it's performing correctly. If it's beyond repair, you'll save $200 on Benjamin Franklin's installation of a new water softener. Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing today. Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber and your water softener experts. All month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, enter it at am1280thepatriot.com. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m., and 8 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, Intelligent Radio, Squared. Don't forget Brad Carlson up tomorrow, 1 to 3, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, dominating Twin Cities Radio. That's what we do. And the person I'm dominating today is MSNBC contributor and Democratic National Committee advisor Donnie Deutsch, who... By way of, of giving us perhaps the most comical Berg's seventh law violation in recent memory, not that it's uh, not that that's a hard thing to find. Many, many, many of I've got hundreds of them out on my blog over the last fifteen years at shotinthedark.info. Uh, his quote: "The one th- tool we have to use that Democrats never use is fear." I'll just let you finish laughing. I hope you weren't drinking something when I said that. I apologize, but. Uh, here's the, 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 the catch. What they want to do, what Donnie Deutsch is telegraphing here is the Democrats want to start talking about Donald Trump. Uh, to, uh, supposedly, what they see the next four years or eight or 12 years uh, looking like, because, of course, uh, according to Donnie Deutsch, 
Donald Trump's not going to leave office uh, and, and basically paint the near American future as a fetid dystopia. For those of you who don't know, I mean, just think the world of Mad Max or uh, or or any any uh, what Escape from New York is another good example. I mean, any any movie or story where. Uh, the world is completely falling apart and people are, are living hand to mouth or, or the living envy the dead, that sort of thing. I mean, everything from, uh, well, The Handmaid's Tale is a great example right now. I mean, where s- somehow a, a plague has depopulated much of the old w- world and left most women infertile and uh, on and on and on from that. I don't want to even, I mean, it's a, it's a, it was an interesting book. It was a wretched movie, and now the miniseries is just basically uh, Democrat propaganda. But what we're since Donnie Deutsch wants to paint the world of Trump as a wretched dystopia, I figured, yeah, let's let's look at the world of Trump. Baltimore. You look at the city of Baltimore, and and as Donald Trump said today, Baltimore is, quote, far worse than the border, end quote. And he may have a point. I mean, Baltimore, and by the way, not just Baltimore, many Democrat cities, Democrat-controlled large cities, places like Baltimore, Newark, Camden, uh, some of the outer burbs of Queens in New York. I mean, mean, New York City gets painted as as a huge urban success story, not unjustifiably. But there's still parts of New York you don't want to be in after dark if you're of the wrong persuasion. Uh, let's see where we're at. Oh, yeah, New Orleans, St. Louis, much of Chicago, very much of Detroit and Flint. Uh, let's see, where do we go from there? Oh, Stockton, Illinois, Oakland, California. Uh, and for that matter, if you want to talk dystopia, even some of our urban success stories like San Francisco, Portland, and St. Louis, and Minneapolis. I mean, the quality of life is starting, not so much Minneapolis yet, but the quality of life is starting to flake away around there as the woke snowflakes who run these various cities as single-party authoritarian dictatorships, in effect, lose interest in things like dealing with the homeless, uh, keeping order in the streets, doing much of anything but catering to the dot-com millionaires that are their largest uh, constituency. You can look at many of these large, invariably Democrat-run cities and see the dystopia today that Donnie Deutsch is feverishly jabbering about on morning radio, morning TV. But you don't have to go that far. I spent a year and a half ending in May commuting to a uh, contracting job in downtown Minneapolis via the Green Line, or as I affectionately call it, the Vomit Comet. Because uh, you on a bad morning, you do wind up ste- stepping around a certain amount of puddles of, of whatever was being revisited from, from an earlier party, if you catch my drift. And, and by the way, the vomit was the least of it. I mean, there was one morning... Uh, when I was standing in the train, thankfully it was a very it was a cold morning, and I was wearing really good boots, very very watertight boots, and I stood in a puddle of something that, as I smelled, I realized, boy, I only wish it were vomit. <laughs> it was it was number one, as the teachers used to say, a big puddle of <clears throat> number one on the vomit comet, and and that's. I mean, that that's offshoot of the fact that Hennepin County and Ramsey County Social Services both use the Green Line as sort of a mobile homeless shelter. I mean, they, they don't even bother uh, checking checking tickets overnight. I mean, they, if there's calls of violence or other untoward activity, the transit police may show up. But other than that, they pretty much squeegee off the insides of the trains around 6 a.m. to get ready for the morning commuters. And by the way, by no means do they get the job all done. I mean, the mornings that I stepped onto that train and didn't smell cheap vodka on the air, (laughs) either spilled or recycled, if you catch my drift, 
were easier to count than the mornings where I did, especially in the winter. And that's all the stuff we can kind of laugh about later, because the green line, the vomit comet, has become a bit of a center of crime in the Midway. I've lived in the Midway for the better part of the last 30-some years right now, with a few breaks in northeast Minneapolis and the east side, and Crystal, very briefly. And I... I've kind of gotten to know the the rhythms of the neighborhood. And by the way, it's very true. In the late 80s and early to mid 90s, both cities were much more dangerous than they are today. I mean, just in terms of raw crime numbers, especially violent crime, both Minneapolis and St. Paul were much more dangerous then than they are now. And by government's indulgent leave, we would like to keep it that way if we possibly could. But the... The city, in its infinite wisdom, jammed down the green line, the Vomit Comet, which opened in 2014, five years ago last month, and opened with, I I actually wrote it on the opening day, June, I want to say June 14th, 2014. I, I rode downtown and rode back. And on the way down, you could see all the celebrities coming out. You had Betty McCollum and and uh, Al Franken and and Keith Ellison riding up and down the you know r- riding from wherever their staff parked them uh, by the Target I presume or maybe from Target Field don't know they rode the Green Line all the way downtown to the two hundred fifty million dollar refab of of uh, rehab of Union Station and then presumably got picked up and driven back to the airport to go back to Washington uh, they were the only people I think I've ever seen smile on the Green Line that weren't well you know hi. So, the Green Line got built, and as predicted, and as I was able to document by going through St. Paul Police Department numbers, crime in the areas along the train, within a quarter of a mile, up to a half a mile from the train, rose, as it always does. The, 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 The Green Line is mass transit for thieves and petty criminals, at the very least. Uh, the, the rate of property crime, of petty theft, of vandalism, of assaults, of more violent crime jumped sharply after 2014. And it, it spread it up and down, uh, spread up and down the neighborhood as well. We had our first smash-and-grab burglary uh, in my neighborhood in memory a couple years ago. We had our first daytime armed mugging in my neighborhood, which is, by the way, is a mile north of University, a neighborhood that is traditionally quite safe. That's been, been fraying around the edges in this last five years here. And it gets more tragic than that. Uh, a couple of years ago, a, a young fella uh, was at the Days Inn down at University in Pryor uh, and was involved in a altercation with a rival drug gang. And as he ran away from the Days Inn along the tracks, somebody came out and shot him in the back. And he died there right by the side of the tracks. And I know the details because both of my kids were at a going-away party uh, across the street from that, and both were witnesses. Now, the perp was caught quickly, and they settled out of court, so nobody had to go try and testify against a gang. But the fact that I am sitting here, the fact that I was sitting here probably two or three years ago thinking, am I going to have to decide Uh, what to tell my kids about testifying against street gangs after years of working hard to keep my family out of that swamp of dystopian dysfunction? What's right about this? And it's not just me, it's anyone. Why should anyone who pays their taxes, and by the way, given that it's St. Paul, pays and pays and pays and pays their taxes, have to put up with this? Well, some people in St. Paul don't want to. Now, now I can criticize the St. Paul City Council, and I do. I mean, they are the kind of city council you get when you have a single party 
controlling 80% of the votes in the city. That being said, there's one person on the St. Paul City Council today of whom I've always been complimentary and of whom I've always had, while I disagree with her policy for the most part, I have nothing but respect for her as a human being and as actually a public servant in the classical sense of the term. Uh, Jane Prince uh, is the councilwoman who represents Dayton's Bluff and uh, the rest of the east side. She used to be the assistant to uh, Ellen Anderson, who I did not care for much, uh, and was actually a very good public policy staffer. And I want to talk about her and, and the little dystopian flap that has risen up around her proposal. When we come back, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Or join me at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. Either way, talk to me. Love to hear you, whoever you are. Especially if you disagree with me. Because they're the people I like mixing it up with the most. By the way, don't forget the Stand With Israel tour coming up this December. Got about uh, five months, four months to get on it. There's still room, though. Go to AM 1280, The Patriots. Get yourself signed up for the Stand With Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher. Everything you've heard about the trip. You've just been trying to decide, haven't you? That's really all there is to it. Decide. Do it. Go to am128thepatriot.com. Look for the Stand With Israel Tour uh, graphic. Click on it, and everything you need will be right there. 
what we're talking about. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. Also, uh, Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Now, for the break, I was talking about uh, the, the St. Paul City Council. And before that, by the way, I was it all ties together, talking about Donnie Deutsch's uh, <laughs> Donnie Deutsch, the person who put the word put the doy in Deutsch. Anyway, uh, he uh, talking about how how we need to how Democrats need to paint a picture of a coming dystopia uh, for voters before the twenty twenty election. How Donald Trump is going to make America a dystopia, a hellscape, a nightmare world, a, a world that would make Mad Max look like Mister Rogers. That's what they're looking for. Now, I've suggested for your approval that Donnie Deutsch isn't nearly confident enough that the Democrats have already done this in vast swaths of the United States, mostly urban, uh, mostly places that are controlled as single-party fiefdoms by the Democrat Party. And that brings us to my residence of St. Paul. Now, as much as I riff on the DFL and the incompetence that they have brought to the governing of the city of St. Paul, combined with high taxes, rising crime, et cetera, et cetera. I, I will give credit where it's due. Jane Prince is the uh, city councilwoman for the uh, Dayton's Bluff and Lower East Side neighborhoods of St. Paul, the kind of the southeast sixth of the city, east of the, of the uh, east of 35, south of 94, more or less. I think she all, I think some of her stuff all, her, her neighborhood also goes up to Maryland Avenue. So the the lower east side including the really nice stuff down along the river bluffs and metro state. Anyway. Uh but she also represents Dayton's Bluff, which is kind of one of the neighborhoods where things are kind of falling apart. It's a neighborhood that's been in recovery ever since well, ever since I lived there uh, back uh, 30 odd years ago. It's always been as long as I've known it, been kind of blighted, and and decades, literally decades of efforts to fix it, have uh, f- made little progress. And in fact, they may have gone backwards. Now, Jane Prince is the representative from the area, and as I pointed out earlier, she used to be the uh, assistant, the the legislative assistant to Ellen Anderson, who was the state senator who represented the Midway, my my neighborhood. She was actually the state senator uh, when I moved into the neighborhood. And, of course, nobody's mistaken Ellen Anderson for anything but a far-to-the-left liberal, well, at the time. Today, she would probably be considered a moderate in the DFL today. Doesn't matter. Jane Prince was her L.A., her legislative assistant, the person who took her phone calls, got her answers. And I will say this for Jane Prince. Every time I called Ellen Anderson's office, I got an answer promptly, politely, with a certain amount of constructive engagement, and what I felt was a certain amount of listening, if not acting on my partisan responses to some of what Ellen Anderson was doing and some of what was happening in the legislature. Nothing but respect for Jane Prince as a public servant in the classic sense of the term. That's what I'm getting at. And she who represents one of the two neighborhoods in St. Paul that is having uh, problems with crime, that being Dayton's Bluff and uh, the areas along University Avenue in the Midway, uh, Frogtown, the North End. Uh, she, she, she proposed some legislation that would have investigated purchasing shot spotters to go along the Green Line. Now, the Green Line, a.k.a. the Vomit Comet, as pointed out earlier, is a has been uh, a focus of crime in the central core of St. Paul. And the St. Paul Police Department actually applied for a grant uh, to, to install Shot Spotter, to basically help triangulate where shots are being fired, to, to get the police onto the scene faster. The by the way, I mean gunshots have been on the increase in St. Paul in recent years, although they did decline a little last actually significant last year from 2017. These things fluctuate a fair amount, but year over year over the last five years, crime along the vomit comet, sorry, green line, is net up year over year. Uh, 
Other crimes have also risen and fallen from year to year, according to uh, Fred Melo in the, in the Pioneer Press, with robbery reports down 20% in 2018 and citywide crime off about 7% last year. Uh, anyway, the city of St. Paul, the police department, applied for funding from the feds to install shot spotters up and down the green line based on the very real perception that the Green Line has become, especially after hours, mass transit for petty criminals and some not-so-petty criminals. You will find so many of, of St. Paul's violent crimes happening up and down that stretch. And so the, Saint Paul, the city of St. Paul, by the way, has a lobbyist. That's what you do. That's how you get results out of the feds. You hire yourself a lobbyist. Uh, the lobbyist, according to the uh, piece in the Pioneer Press uh, by Frederick Melo this past week, uh, said, uh, and I quote, a lobbyist recently asked U.S. Representative Betty McCollum to author a letter of support for a $750,000 federal grant to fund a new software program, a crime analyst, and other tools for the St. Paul Police Department. The goal was to share data about gunshots with the feds with the BATFE, and uh, as a first step towards gunshot detection hardware, which, by the way, they've had in Minneapolis for, what, 10 years now? McCollum's staff read through the U.S. Department of Justice grant application and were taken aback by the fact that a lobbyist for ShotSpotter, which makes gunshot detection hardware, took the lead in distributing it. Nobody from the city or the police department had reached out directly. And the language seemed to parrot that of President Trump's repeated description. This is Frederick Milo talking. Description of urban areas as hotbeds of racial violence. Uh, McCollum's senior staffer wrote, the grant application, which references a supposed increase in, quote, organized crime, and quote, singled out the Green Line light rail corridor as a source of gang trouble. Now, you can... Quibble all you want with lobbyist rhetoric, but there is a very real sense in the midway that things aren't as safe as they used to be five, ten years ago, that people are more afraid to, to, to walk around south of Thomas and, and north of the freeway than they used to be, unless unless there's a soccer game going on and then you've got crushes of people all over the place, and that, that certainly helps. Betty McCollum, on the other hand, answers to a higher authority, quote, I want to let you know our office will not be supporting the attached request for Department of Justice funding, said Bill Harper, chief of staff to McCollum, in a July 19th email to the St. Paul City Council members and their staff, quote, the application is extremely troubling in its mischaracterization of St. Paul and its residents. Further, the inaccurate manner in which the Green Line is characterized undermines the necessary work to advance transit funding. Now, what this means is that supporting the narrative, transit good, St. Paul hunky-dory, is matters more to Betty McCollum than it does to the people of St. Paul. Supporting the narrative, supporting the big program, supporting keeping the pork barrel tapped matters more than crime, matters more than the lives, disproportionately African-American and Latino lives that are being snuffed out along the route of the vomit comet. Go ahead, progressives. Tell me otherwise. Prove me wrong. Let's go to the phones in St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Mitch, another great show. Just a couple of stories. The first one, we had a uh, candidate running for mayor in Hopkins a couple of years ago. He used crime stats. He was against the Southwest Light Rail. Mm-hmm. And he used crime stats saying why he was against it. But because he used the word thugs, he was denounced as a racist and he oh. was basically kowtowed out of the race. I love that one. I remember that now, one and, and this idea that yep. thugs is racist. I mean, the, the word thug is Indian. It comes from the subcontinent. It was a cult. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Hindu breakaway cult that, that lived on 
killing, ambushing and killing travelers and, and, and massacring uh-huh. parties of travelers and taking their belongings. They were around for hundreds yeah. of years. They were wiped out by the British. It has nothing to do with African-American urban residents. No. Yes. You uh, can that, have white thugs. You can have Asian thugs. You can have... But he was cowed out of the race because of that term. Oh, and yeah. He actually got the stats from Metro Transit saying why he was opposed. Second one, I have business in Oka County. A couple of years ago, and I usually talk to police officers, they, they go to holiday stores and they usually sit around the, ch- the tables. And, and I'd notice police officers at the tables longer than normal. Yep. So I asked, what's going on? They said, well, because there's a strike with Metro Transit, the property crimes, assaults, et cetera, et cetera, burglaries, thefts, they're down between 15 and 80 percent. Oh, yeah. County. Northtown, the, the, uh, the strip malls, Northtown. And it's it's been a huge break they, uh, for the for law enforcement when Metro Transit was on strike. Oh, yeah. And uh, after the strike was ended, sure enough, I rarely saw the officers in there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're absolutely that, right. Yep. I, I recall the stats. Thanks for your call, Mark. Appreciate it. Great to have you here. Uh, no, it's absolutely right. I mean, it, it just has been accurately termed mass transit for criminals for years. None of this is a surprise. And while businesses up and down University Avenue have taken it in the shorts, including the recent closure of my favorite little Russian cafe, thanks for nothing, Met Council, we do have a train we have to dodge puddles of vomit and watch your back after dark. Thanks, Met Council. Thanks, Betty McCollum. Oh, we'll be right back. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. I don't believe that our current economic system actually works. Capitalism by design is extractive. Newly elected far-left Denver City Council member Candy C. DeBaca has stated that she is excited to usher in communism, quote, by any means necessary. The younger generation thinks totalitarianism is a solution to all of mankind's problems, when in fact, history shows communism has murdered hundreds of millions of people. What will it take to unbrainwash the minds of these folks? Only free market capitalism has ever worked. If you combine that with Christianity, you have prospering societies. But socialism and Marxism are seducing young people and jeopardizing their futures. And it may be too late once they figure this out. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com.
1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. This is an AM 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Go ahead. Argue with me. You'll find out. <laughs> hey, don't forget, we, we got a whole lineup of great shows every week in here. We've got the uh, the folks from the... Uh, Oh, wait, we, oh, we've got so, listen, all day, all weekend. I mean, I mean, the weekday lineup is, of course, Hugh Hewitt's moved to mornings. Big promotion for him. He's, he's on fire these days. Uh, and of course, the rest, we've got Mike Gallagher. We've got uh, Sebastian Gorka. That's uh, sweet. Uh, Dennis Prager, then Sebastian Gorka. And then, of course, uh, Larry Elder in the afternoon. The best coverage, the smartest, most intelligent coverage of national and international issues you will find anywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you, National Public Radio. The best coverage there is anywhere. Uh, right here on AM 12A, The Patriot, all week long. So we were talking about the dystopia that uh, the, the, the Democrats uh, want their voters to envision after another four years of Donald Trump, and supposedly. And they all, and my. My, my premise is all they have to do is look around them at, the, at what they themselves have created in city after city. And uh, the, the, yesterday, by the way, Donald Trump, the president, uh, by way of taking a shot at Representative Elijah Cummings of Maryland, uh, referred to his district in Baltimore, West Baltimore, as, quote, disgusting, end quote, and, I quote, a rodent infested mess, end quote, where, and I quote again, no human being would want to live, end quote. Now, this raised the ire of CNN anchor Victor Blackwell, who went on the air to deliver an emotional rebuke to, to uh, Trump's Baltimore comments. And this is, by the way, a, uh, something that's trending on social media these days. And the, and Victor Blackwell speaks eloquently of his hometown, uh, which you'll note, he doesn't live in anymore. <laughs> and and that, that's that's perfectly fine. I understand it. I've heard people wax poetic over the years about the most godforsaken, disgusting places. I mean, you will find people wax nostalgic for godforsaken hollers in the Appalachians in the Deep South where the average income is somewhere down below the average kid's bubblegum budget here in the Twin Cities. I don't know if kids still chew bubble gum anymore, but work with me here, folks. I've seen people wax nostalgic about their childhood homes in the slums of Baltimore and uh, of, of Oakland, I should say, and and post riot North Minneapolis. We're hearing a lot of that lately. People people are attached to the places they're from. It's normal. It's human nature. And and so if. If uh, the CNN anchor, uh, Victor Blackwell, wants to take his, his whack at the president for uh, taking a shot at his hometown, I get that. Oh, believe me, I do get that. As someone who grew up in rural America and have heard the shots at rural America and its people, that uh, especially the northern Great Plains where I grew up and seen, seen and heard the shots at the place and its people from the urban majority for my entire adult life. I feel your pain, Mr. Blackwell. Now, we don't have Donald Trump picking on, on the place on, on rural North Dakota because, well, they voted 80% Trump and he, he, he knows where his support is. I mean, there's something to that. But while I totally understand Victor Blackwell, the CNN anchor, getting upset at the what he perceives as insults uh, of his hometown, I would like to echo a uh, comment, a question, a challenge made by a guest on this broadcast from a few months ago uh, during the legislative session, Reverend Tim Christopher, who became a bit of a national celebrity by, uh, even though he is a, a North Minneapolis uh, minister and a lifelong Democrat voter, uh, he challenged some of the anti-gun crowd at the hearings on the second on, on John Lesh's uh, John Lesh's committee uh, in the House, uh, who were walking around wearing unarmed and unafraid T-shirts and buttons, and said, yeah, I, "I want you to 
come down by my church at midnight on a Friday night along <laughs> on the north side along Lindale Avenue and, and wear that and see how unarmed and unafraid you are. And, and I'm going to paraphrase that uh, as a challenge to Mr. Blackwell. I totally get nostalgia and, and, and warm feelings for the place from whence you come. I really do. It's natural for most people. It's natural for all the lucky people in the world to have a, a sense of place and a sense of roots. And even if it is a place where most people would look at and go, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I, I get that. But I'm going to ask you this, Mr. Blackwell, as someone who I'm going to guess makes high six figures, maybe low seven uh, as, a, as an anchor on a cable network. I'm going to ask you perhaps to join me in walking alone through that Baltimore neighborhood at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. Now, I don't want to do that. It would probably be somewhat foolhardy, especially in as much as, well, you'd, stupid games have stupid prizes. And by the way, it, it, the last thing you want to do, by the way, if you were a carry permit holder, which is illegal to largely be in Maryland anyway, is to be where trouble is likely to happen. But for purposes of experimentation, for purposes of argument, Victor Blackwell, would you like to take a walk through that neighborhood? Would you? By, by the way, a neighborhood that I've driven past, but largely m with which my only real content has been via the uh, cable series The Wire. And if you've seen The Wire, you you know what I'm talking about. And if that's inaccurate, by all means, I'm willing to be convinced. Like most major cities, uh, any area in a major city is going to have good areas and bad areas and horrendous areas. The question I have is, how willing are you? without armed escorts, without security, uh, to put that TV-friendly face where your mouth is before you criticize the president for referring to the failure of single-party democratic rule accurately. I'd love to find out the answer to that. Uh, have your people call my people, Mr. Blackwell. Speaking of Maryland, we're going to go one state south to Virginia to talk about some shenanigans in the legislature that will tell us a little bit something about life in the next two years here in Minnesota. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. 
If it works, it will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday morning at 9. Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sandvold Financial Group is in Minnetonka, 952-544-2837. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. 